Fat to Walk On Weekly. Here are your hosts, Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to Ticket Weeknights. This is Walk On Weekly here with Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. Last segment, me and Jeff just kind of talked about the excitement of the upcoming season already less than a month away, which is just crazy to think about. Definitely feels once you get to October, things really start flying by. But Sam Hoiberg, hopping in the studio. How's it going today? Going good. Getting really excited about the season coming up. Um, let's talk some hoops. Yeah, absolutely. You got you guys, we talked about before, but you got your closed scrimmage this weekend, right? Yep. Uh, Saturday, I believe at 11. Okay, and then we got college football as well, and then Nebraska, Wisconsin. Are you guys going to the volleyball game? If we can get tickets. I mean, we can get tickets, but if we can get a seat, yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest thing. Definitely got to arrive there early. Yeah, yeah. got to get so, there really early. Do you guys get a chance to get tickets early? Because obviously I'm out of the game now. I'm not going to be able to sit with the students, but I, looking at tickets for volleyball, it was good luck. Like Even early <laughs> on, I was yeah. looking ahead, and I was like, Yep, sorry, I'm not getting a ticket again this year. It's just not going to be the case. There's so much hype around that team for good reason. Uh, they did just sweep Penn State, which is an inc- another incredible feat. Just adds to the resume. They're unreal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really fun to watch, too. I, I love watching their games. It, it's like the poison calmness they have is kind of what always surprises me. Like, they don't ever seem to really get super worried when they're down. Like, they'll lock in. But on the sidelines, they're not ever like dead face. And then you'll look at Penn State, and they're all super, like super locked yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those other like teams have kind of like a a girl that's like at least one of them that kind of is like freaking out at her teammates, like getting mm-hmm. pretty dramatic. And like we have no one on the team that does that. Like they stay very together, and they're just like, all right, they laugh at themselves sometimes, and then they move on and win the points. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, obviously Becca Alec, just a just an incredible athlete out mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then you guys have Josiah Alec on the team. Do you does those guys ever like when you guys are playing at practice together? Do you guys ever give him slack for that? Or do you ever just compare him to Becca Alec with the pure <laughs> athleticism that those guys have? Well, I mean, a little bit, not much. <laughs> I mean, he literally. I think he's just the basketball version of her. Like he plays the same exact way that she plays volleyball. Just always making the extra effort and I mean just really I mean junkyard dogs is kind of how I describe both of them yeah because you get the sense that Josiah Alec which obviously only kind of gets to see him at New Mexico but definitely a defensive player definitely kind of has a dog and one thing I will give him credit they're probably some of the nicest people they'll talk to like really really humble human beings especially in the community they do a lot for it just like giving back with the younger kids and everything yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, that's one thing with the NAL that is really cool. Because I know Malachi Coleman also gave some money for foster care. All the money he got for NIL deal, he gave like a certain chunk of it to foster care because that was kind of his background growing up, unfortunately. And he was really open about it. But it is definitely one of the cool things about NAL. But Sam, I want to post this question that I posted to Jeff or Sam. Man, I'm all twisted <laughs> up here. Jeff Grace the third on the first segment. When it comes to the outside noise, talk to you a little bit about off the break. Matt Rule spoke on it a little bit about the football team. But when it comes to the outside noise, does that affect the locker room? And have you ever seen it more in other teams? Would you want to know for sure, but it seemed like they were off the game. And maybe that pressure really was starting to get to him. I don't know if it necessarily uh, affects the locker room. 
I think you can affect individuals for sure, which, I mean, you could say it would affect into the locker room. But um, I just think one thing that I kind of learned is you can read through a hundred positive messages and then you read one negative and that's the one you're thinking of at the end of the night. Like it's just, there's always going to be that negativity there. And uh, you got to just, you got to try to block it out because it is just not worth your time at all. And you put in the work, you know what you're capable of. And uh, we know certainly that uh, we don't deserve some of the hate that we get at times. (laughs) And, uh, Sometimes it's valid. It's understandable to be upset as a fan. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be, but it's like when uh, Miami didn't take the knee. Like as a fan, it's kind of that's a reasonable yeah, one to be like. Extremely reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you just can't let it get to you and affect your performance. And I've never had that personally. I don't think it's that common, but it definitely, it definitely could happen. I could definitely see it happening. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get like? Coach's son, social media. I know, Absolutely. I'll be honest. Okay. I didn't see a whole lot of it. Not um, when obviously, because it was well, a Husker fan base. Everyone was very not when I Not when I started playing, because I actually was playing well. <laughs> um, but before then, I mean, people would call it nepotism and say I was only on the team because my dad's the coach. So it was a lot more like opposing fans is what I would hear that from, especially the crowds. I mean, even when I was playing and playing well, I would get that from opposing crowds. So. So what was your tactic? Just stay off the social media or when you read it, like it just didn't phase you regardless? It's always been kind of a driving factor for me just to get rid of that stigma of being a coach's kid on the team. To use it like chip on the shoulder? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, I try to use anything to kind of add the fuel to my fire. I try to play as hard as I can either way, but that stuff is always on my mind. Even if I feel like I have proved a lot of people wrong, it's still even thinking about what I thought uh of it when I wasn't playing, that still is in my mind just to keep proving people wrong. And then we do have one from the text line. Again, you guys can always join the show. 402-464-5685. Thunder, not Collins. Uh, I don't remember this last year, but it says, Hoiberg never answered me last season. What does it take to be number one? Number, uh, as in the number on my jersey? I think that's what he's referring to. Uh, they just asked us um, what numbers you would want to uh, have and you gave three that you would like to have and I just was the only one that wanted number one and I got it uncontested. You're really? seriously the only one that wanted that number? Yeah. What's the most common number that people always try to grab? I imagine 23, 24, probably some of the bigger ones. Three is pretty popular. Two. I wanted two, but Ramel got that one. I feel like five sometimes. Yeah, five's another big five one. Five for sure. Ten. Did you get your first pick? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no contest that one either. He's twenty four, so he got that surprises me that twenty four wasn't in the mix. That's always a really heavily wanted one because of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like people have their own identities though. Like sometimes, like, um, you go back to your own roots of like what you used to like numbers you used to have. Okay, so like I feel like it all depends on the person at the end of the day of like where they are and also like kind of what number has always like got them there. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, I feel like there's a reason behind every number that you choose. Yeah, I'd always just go with the number I always had, which was 11. But I know that one always get taken quite a bit as well. Uh, moving on here, we did have the preseason AP polls come out. And I just want to list off teams until we get the one that surprises you guys. And when we have one that's kind of a surprise, we'll go ahead and break it down and talk about it. So, number one, Kansas in the Big 12. 
I don't think there's probably a whole lot of discussion there. That one seems fair enough. Number two, Duke. Uh, they moved up a lot. They're trending. They went up 10 from the week before. Purdue, number three. Michigan State, number four. Marquette, number five. UConn, number six. Houston, seven. Creighton at number eight. Uh, I will say this about Creighton. Rough start to the season, but towards the end, they definitely started helping themselves turn it around a little bit. Tennessee at nine. FAU at 10. Gonzaga, 11. 12, Arizona. You guys still on board with all these? No surprises yet? I'm surprised UConn's that uh, high up. I, th- I thought they'd be higher. Same. What was the record? I, I, I thought they would be top five. I mean, they won it all and absolutely destroyed every game. So I would assume they would have been top five at least. I, I don't see how they put players. Marquette over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how many players that lost. That'd, that'd be something I look up. But either, nonetheless, should be higher. I'd definitely have them higher than Michigan State. I'd have no, to know why. I, I like Michigan State there. They're really good this year. With Tom Izzo, too. You got you always got to give him credit. Of course. And, I mean, that roster, <clears throat> they got some players. It, and it, we saw it firsthand when they shot 11 of 14 from three in the second <laughs> half last year. They got some of those dudes coming back. So, <laughs> I guess what surprises me about this is that they're not shying away uh, from these Big Ten teams. Despite their performances in March Madness, Michigan State didn't have a bad performance though. They, but they were the only Big Ten team. You look at Purdue, who's constantly getting knocked out early. It just feels like they fit the Big Ten game well, but they're not. They're not worried about that. I don't think it. I don't think it matters. I mean, they're still. I mean, they. They're like last year's team. They're very similar. I don't think they lost much at all, and they just got. Did more they get like, like new, new big dude or something. I think they got another seven footer for a backup. Yeah. Well, another they had a red shirted one last year that's like almost the same height as Edie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they just got more experienced because they have a year under them, like those freshman guards. So that I could I understand why they're that high. And then Edie coming back. Yeah, and again, <clears> this is for regular season. That makes yeah, sense because I mean, they're probably going to yeah. win a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you look too much into last year right now with them because. For, I mean, most of the season, they were number one anyways. Mm-hmm. They just had that really unfortunate ending. They won the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they just lost to FAU. Yeah, yeah they just, they've had some really tough luck over the years. What about Duke? Are you guys surprised to see Duke up there? Um, obviously, the I, don't know, I don't know anything Coach about Coach K Duke. transition. That's a team that's, that, that's done well with recruiting. They still Obviously, the name still carries a lot of weight. So they do have a bunch of players. But uh, obviously, last year, not kind of the same Duke that we're used to seeing. In years past that's interesting for me because i feel like they brought in a lot of like freshman talent mm-hmm. but like being a freshman and like coming in playing with like older guys you have to adjust like you're not going to adjust right away even like for transfers do you think that's still fits 100 who's gonna trans who's gonna you know just quicker the transfer guy or transfer for sure because they have years under them in college basketball but is it that much different of a timeline it's kind of what i'm asking I, I think there's a pretty big difference. I mean, you look at the difference between guys in our team, like the transfers versus the freshmen. They're mm-hmm. much further along. Okay. And, like, you can tell, like, just, like, watching and observing, like, what's going on. Like, they just have a better understanding. Because, like, you get you know the speed since you've already been in college for a while. Then you can just really focus on the concepts. Freshmen are getting used to the speed and trying to learn concepts at the same time. So it just takes longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what – did Duke bring in transfers or freshmen mainly? Uh, they, a mixed freshmen. bag. Mixed yeah. bag. Yeah. It is mixed. 
So again, that's why I think they're probably up there is just because of transfers. Uh, and again, obviously they're always still putting in good recruiting classes year after year. Before we go to break here, I do want to go ahead and get the last Big Ten team in there. At number 25, you have Illinois, which that one I actually think is fair. Illinois, that was kind of another thing last year where uh, not necessarily what you were expecting. You're probably expecting them to do a little better. Uh, nonetheless, it's still a program that I feel like that's probably fair to put them at 25. Going through the timeline, that team's pretty consistently playing really well in the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten Conference, for winning a lot of games, are typically going to be ranked. Any surprises with Illinois sliding in there at 25? And I should mention Wisconsin uh, was the last team off the list with 53 votes. They have a really similar team again to last year. Um, we'll see how they can. I mean, they obviously know how to play together. They've been, a lot of those guys have been playing with each other for a long time with Chucky and Tyler Wall, Stephen Crowell. Um, they brought in AJ Store mm -hmm. from St. John's. He's supposed to be pretty good. Um, Asijin's going to be really good this year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a fair – I definitely think it's a fair ranking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, again, walk on weekly. Feel free to join the show, 402-464-5685. Uh, we do have a couple – uh, texting in here, just asking what's going on with you guys today in terms of the season. We talked a little bit about before, just rewatch YouTube. You can catch that first segment and kind of find the hype of what it feels like heading into the season. Again, only a month away, so feel free to join in the show. But we'll throw it to break here. Walk on weekly. Sam Hoiberg, Jeff Grace III. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.